Hello, and welcome to the second new news episode. I have technically three articles to talk about today, but one of them is very long, and it covers a few things. So, the first thing I'm going to talk about is the experimental snapshots for 1.18. Now, I talked about that in the first one. I talked about the first one. The first, uh experimental snapshot, but now I am going to talk about experimental snapshot 2, 3, 4, and 5, which they're all out already. We are so close to uh, normal snapshots. We'll we'll be coming out in September, so the fifth one might be the last uh, experimental one. So, changes in experimental snapshot 2 compared to snapshot 1. Now, I real quick would like to point out, if you want to hear about what's in the first experimental snapshot, go and listen to New News 1. So, the first thing, uh, biome placement is a bit smoother and less noisy. Fewer microbiomes dotting the terrain. Biomes tend to be a bit larger and less fragmented. Uh, Raised cloud level from 128 to 192. So this makes it... uh, so now the cloud level is higher. So I think there will still be mountains that are above the clouds, but less of them. Uh, renamed mountains, uh, the old mountains biome, to extreme hills. And gravelly mountains to gravelly hills to reduce risk of people getting confused when they do slash locate biome to find new mountains and end up find, end up in the old mountains. Uh, if you hear creaking, that's my chair. I'm trying to stop wiggling it. Uh, your beaches. Beaches are generally wider, but also in some places there are no beaches at all to provide some variation. Uh, sheep spawn in meadows. Also more rabbits and less donkeys. A uh, blue orchard. Orchide? Orchide. I don't know how you pronounce that. No longer spawns in meadows. The swamps were sad because this was a unique thing. Swamps now generate properly. They generated in weird places before and we're sad about that. Swamps are happier now. Uh, that seems to be a running thing as you'll see the, in the later uh, things for this article. Uh, added missing biomes, ice spikes, and eroded badlands. Underground biomes interfere less with surface biomes, but they can still leak out of cave entrances sometimes though because it looks kind of cool. Uh, increased the height of some of the peaks, so now they can reach up to 220 to 260, so absolutely yes, above the clouds, 220 to 260 or so, but rarely. Slightly increase the chance of finding large areas with flat terrain, um, so that makes it easier to find places to build a giant castle or something. Meadows sometimes spawn in a lone Oaks, meadows sometimes spawn a lone tree, often with a, often with a bee's, bee nest. Monsters spawn in the new mountain biomes. Well, that's, a, that's good, so apparently they weren't spawning before. Uh, emeralds and infested stone generate in the new mountain biomes. Made ore veins slightly larger and more frequent, since few, very few people seem to actually find them in survival. And structures now show up in the right biomes, mostly. 
found the right amount of duct tape to put in the right place in the code. Uh, tone down the mega cave entrances a little bit and made them less likely to go all the way down to deep slate level because getting to diamond zone was just a bit too easy. Made cheese caves a bit a bit smaller on average. They can still be huge though and a bit less likely to intersect the surface. Uh, reduced the chance of sand and gravel being placed in such a way that they immediately fall down on generation and replaced with sandstone and or stone in those cases. Uh, the falling blocks were messing up the terrain as well as performance. Still happens, but not as often. Uh, Oh, a zombie and some zombie skeleton spider and case spider spawners now spawn mobs up to up to block light level 11. Although the mob mob spawning in complete darkness did not affect the difficulty of vanilla spawners, we realize we recognize that these spawners haven't been a real challenge for a while now. We hope this change will make conquering a spawner a, a more exciting challenge. Uh, spawners now have a new custom spawn rules tag which lets you override the spawn rules of that of the spawn mob in the tag you can specify a block light limit which increase the highest block light the spawners will spawn mobs at this changes to enable map makers to use spawners in a more customizable manner to spawn mobs in any light levels they choose uh, and they also have known issues which they didn't do it for uh, snapshot 2 Snapshot 3, tweaked biome placement to reduce the risk of temperature clashes, such as a snowy biome in the middle of a desert. Yes, good job, Mojang. That would, that would look very weird. Uh, temperature clashes still happen, but not as often. Okay. Uh, tweaked biome placement to allow for more noisiness and diversity again, especially... Uh, no, ascension, essentially dialing back some of the changes from last snapshot. This means microbiomes are more likely to happen again, but they will be, be they will usually be of matching temperatures. For example, a small forest inside a plains biome. Red sand is back. Tweaked badlands to where they so they sometimes show up in flat areas next to plateaus, and made the red sand generate higher up to account for the generally higher terrain. Uh, made peaks biome and me meadows less likely to generate in flat, low elevation areas. Smoothed out the cliffs and shattered terrain a bit so they don't look like chunk errors. Uh, snowy slopes and snow-capped peaks no longer place dirt under the snow. Mountains look less dirty now. Added a new mountain, mountain biome, st stony peaks. This is just a variant of lofty slash Lofty or stone-capped peaks that use that uses stone and gravel instead of snow and ice, and it is used to avoid temperature clashes such as a snow-capped peak sticking up from a jungle. And they also added structures to some of the new mountain biomes. So pillager outposts generate in all the new mountain biomes, and villages generate in meadows. Tweaked beaches a bit to make them more inclined to show up on flat coastlines rather than hilly areas. Also reduce the amount of stone shores. Uh, coastlines and riverbanks are less likely to get messed up by aquifers. 
that is, lo local water levels are most likely to are most are mostly used in terrain that doesn't border a river or ocean. Cave openings and ravines that intersect an ocean or river will mostly use sea level. Okay. Um. Inland low elevation areas are less likely to have flooded caves all over the place. Aquifers can go deeper and are more likely to connect with the cave. With cave systems further down, that means if you dive into a deep lake on the surface or in a mountain, you will sometimes encounter air pockets that lead to a cave system. Good! That's very good. Um, added more high frequency variations to aquifers. Aquifers reducing the risk of ma mass massively huge areas with water-filled caves everywhere. Underground lakes and flooded regions are more likely to sp be spread out instead of concentrated in one region. Uh, also, they fixed goat spawning because apparently they weren't spawning in the new mountain biomes. Uh, swamps are less likely to overlap cold or dry biomes, and they no longer place hanging water. Swamps are even happier now. Uh, desert temples spawn on the surface rather than at a fixed Y level. Eroded badlands no longer create pillars, floating pillars on top of the water surface. Grass no longer generates underwater. Well, that's good. That You're supposed to have seagrass, I think. Let's call it um, reduced the risk of inter incorrect surface placement, such as grass patches and deserts. Good. Uh, and they also reduced the risk of river biome generating and dry mountain gorges. Um, we don't have support for actual rivers generating above sea level, so if a mountain gorge is above sea level, then they will, it will be dry. Uh... Mob spawning no longer speeds up in low terrain or slows down in high terrain. The new spawning speed is similar to 1.17, spawning at Y level 64. This change is intended to make spawning more consistent in the updated overworld. And they also fixed an issue where players and multiplayer can face far more or far fewer enemies than intended, particularly when other players are flying. Each player now gets their fair share of mobs. So that is the end of Experimental Snapshot 3, but they also have uh, known issues, low performance. We are working on performance optimization for the n normal snapshots later, or coming later. Nether terrain is messed up, and end pillars don't generate. However, they do generate when you respawn the dragon. That is interesting. Whew. Experimental Snapshot 4 compared to 3. Temple tweaks. Desert temples tend to be partially buried, and jungle and desert temples no longer generate on water. Badlands and deserts are larger and less likely to show up as ugly microbiome spot splotches. Terracotta bands go higher. Wooded badlands and wooded badlands grass and trees start higher, and made biome placement a little, a bit smoother and less noisy. Again. This should result in fewer microbiomes. Again, tweaked biome placement in, in general to reduce the risk of hard collisions. Removed surface freezing from hot for hot biomes and raised the altitude at which snow layers are placed. 
This should result in slow and fewer things like jungle trees with snow on top and made snows snowy slopes less dirty. Again, for real this time. Um, made extreme hills terrain less unextreme. So, extreme hills terrain is now more extreme, not same as less unextreme. It was interesting how they worded it. And fiddled with the placement of shattered terrain extreme hills in general to make it fit in with the terrain better. Reduce the likelihood of rivers being cut off and turn into and turning into s steep, dry river gorges and mountainous terrain. Instead, rivers will tend to either carve a forjord, jord, forjord, f j o r d through the mountain range, or raise the terrain to form a saddle valley between the peaks. This should make the terrain friendlier for both walking and boating. I also think it makes rivers bit, a bit wider in general. Uh, reduced the amount of diorite slash antidote slash granite blobs on the surface. This should reduce some of the, the this should reduce the the spray paint look of stone so shores and stuff and and such. Stone shores sometimes generate layers or strips of gravel, diorite, antidote, or granite. Andesite, not ansidite, andesite, or granite, stony peaks. Oh, this is going to get confusing. Snowy and stony peaks. Stony peaks um, sometimes generate layers of gravel, calcite, ansidite, ansidite, no, andesite, or granite. No, no more need to destroy geos to get calcite. And more iron. You'll s still mostly have to go caving or mountain climbing to find it, but you'll find more iron when you do. Swampier swamps. Tweaked swamp placement a little. Tweaked spawn pl swamp placement a bit just to keep them happy. They're less likely to extend far out from the coastline now, and rivers and swamps tend to be shallower. Bigger copper blobs and dripstone caves. Go to that biome if you want more copper. Either that or find a large copper vein. So here's the thing. I don't really have a use for copper now in 1.17 because after you make a lightning rod and a spyglass, what other use does copper have? There's not really any other uses. They need to add more uses for copper. Because uh, other than spyglasses and lightning rods, there's nothing else. And then finally, oh, is there known bugs? No. Finally, there's Experimental sn Snapshot 5 uh, changes compared to Snapshot 4. Peakier peaks. In some areas, mountains have jagged peaks, like in the beloved Bedrock Beta Mountains. I would like to clarify, I am reading the Java Edition stuff. Bedrock Edition is similar, but maybe a bit different, but I do not have time to read both of those. So if you want to see the Bedrock ones, I will try to put that in the description, um, as well as these links. Um... Made mountain areas areas and peak biomes slightly larger on average, and they raised the average mountain height, fixing an unintentional change from Snapshot 4 that made mountains lower and smoother. 
but then we had to lower the mountain height again to fix the peak or peaks, so maybe it evens out. We deliberately avoid having peaks or mountains that go above Y level 260 or so because we want players to have space to build cool stuff on the peaks. So any peaks that try to sneak too high up get mercilessly cut into cut off into a plateau. Fossils. Uh, fossils with diamonds no longer generate above deep slate level. Moved swamps slightly more inland, so they were leak since they were leaking murky swamp water into the ocean. Oceans are happy about this. Swamps are a bit grumpy. Also, swamp trees have can grow in slightly deeper water than before, so swamp lakes should be less barren. And cave cavern ca carvers can carve through red sand and calcite, so those blocks aren't left hanging in the air. Tweaked the depth of rivers and the steepness of riverbanks. They are less likely to be super deep or get choked off in flat areas. Also, rivers integrate better with swamps. The river, the river tends to get shallow and, and merge with the swamp instead of carving, though. Uh, swamps like that. Hold on, let me try reading that again. Uh, also, rivers integrate better with swamps. The river tends to get shallow and merge with the swamp instead of carving through. Swamps like that feels less disruptive. Small lakes feature small lake features no longer are no longer placed in dry and hot biomes. Desert, savanna, badlands reduce the number of lake feature placements and other biomes. Uh, small hills and overhangs, 3D noise and text speak, generate more often in flat areas, like in, like in Snapshot 3. This was accidentally removed in Snapshot 4, causing flat areas to be a bit too flat and featureless. They also removed the amount of shattered terrain and shattered savanna biome, replacing some of that space with flatty, flatter beaches, be, flatter beaches instead. Water springs can generate in more types of blocks, such as dirt and snow, increasing the likelihood of small mountain streams and waterfalls. Also added springs and lush caves. Fix an instant, an indent in the code. Doesn't matter at all. I don't know why I'm mentioning it here. Wait, so they've accidentally made an indent in the code, and so they took that out, and now, which doesn't affect the game at all, so they're putting it in what they, in their changes. I mean, might as well be honest. Everything that they changed uh, made Badlands slightly smaller on average. Just a bit, but don't worry. They still tend to be quite big. Added, well, re-added, Jungle Edge Biome. If we keep it, we'll probably rename it, though, because it isn't really an edge biome anymore. Tweaked Mushroom Fields Biome, because so it matches the shape of the, the islands better. Dripstone Caves Biome place stone surface instead of gra grass surface when leaking out of cave entrances. This would make dripstone cave entrances less grassy. Remove the height-based spawning change that was made in Snapshot 3. We appreciate the community session discussions about this. We have decided to, to undo the change for now and we'll come back to this when we have more time. And that is all. So that was a mouthful. Uh, and it took a while, but 
After a short break for me, but like a one-second break for y'all, I will be back with the with some Minecraft Dungeons news. Okay, so I'm on to the second article, and this one is Minecraft Dungeons is arriving on Steam. Yes, the, it is now arriving on Steam, so if you have Steam installed, you can get it. Instead of having to get it for the computer through uh, directly from uh, the Minecraft site or from the Windows 10 store, so you can now get it on Steam. Uh, so this is written by Cory Buckets on the Minecraft forum news section. Uh, you heard that right, Dungeon Crawlers? Mark the date on the calendar and be sure to add the game to your wish list for September 22nd. The game will be $20 for with an American dollars, and the Ultimate Edition will be $40. I'm not sure if the Hero Edition is available on Steam. That's an interesting question because she didn't mention that. But I'd assume, I'd assume so, but even if not, you're still going to be able to get the Hero Edition content when you get the ultimate edition um when purchasing the ultimate edition you will receive all dlc as well as a special bonus including all dlc soundtracks and high-res digital artwork check out what else is on steam is on the steam list listing and if if you can't if you can't wait until then and and if want to per what no, and want to purchase a physical copy of the game, you can do so today. The Ultimate Edition it w will be available in retail stores today for, f for $40 American dollar, American money. Uh, for now, check out the trailer below, and I will s it's a trailer that Minecraft Dungeons is going to s coming to Steam, so you can see that trailer on in from a link in the description, which I'll add. And a side note, if you wish to play through the ending of the Echoing Void DLC, I'm going to put this in the description, by the way, without spoilers, I suggest you do not read the changes below. You have been warned. So I have not read them. So I will not be able to tell you what has been added, what did, what is in the change log for 1.10.3.0, because I have not played the, the Echoing Void DLC. I, have, I am working on the Flames of the Nether DLC. And then after that, I'll go to the... Um, hidden depths, and then I will finally go to the Echoing Void and find out everything about the Heart of Ender and everything. So that's going to be cool. Uh, I may or may not record my reaction. I'm not sure. But whenever I get to doing that on my on my podcast version, where I'm doing it on my podcast, that will be recorded. So. But I will have already done it before. But that will take a while because I'm only doing like two levels a, a day or an episode. Um, I do some plans for season two that will hopefully help me uh, do this more frequently. But that is for next. So next, I'm going to talk about Equine Void. Alright, so Equine Void DLC has arrived. It came out on the 28th, I think. That's when this article was made. It's on the Minecraft site. I will have a description for this, and then I will have a link for this in the description as well. 
uh, there is a image when you go to that link. The art for my for the Aquan Void DLC looks so cool. There's like three new kinds of Endermen that have been added. They're called the Enderlings, and then there's this giant boss in the background. So that that will be interesting for me to attack. Uh, you get an Endermite pet, by the way. Here I am, just starting to write an intro, and yet I find myself already at the end. I've never been restricted to things like story structure or time before. But then again, who needs an intro when there are pretty pictures and a whole video to share the news? Echoing Void Minecraft Dungeons latest DLC is here. Available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. And soon to be Steam, but they didn't say that in this article. But yes, soon to be Steam. Um... You follow the story of the Arch Illager and found the shards from the Orb of Dominance. Now it is finally time to end its seemingly infinite influence and reach a conclusion in the end. But don't fret, it's merely the conclusion of the Arch Illager saga. There's more, there's more to come for dungeons. Plenty of challenges and treasures await you in Minecraft's darkest dimension. Face new enemies like the Enderlings, collect legendary... Uh, gear and make your way through three challenging missions using everything from elytra gliding and shulker flying. Just make sure, watch out, so you don't dive right into the void itself. Elytras, you can now fly in Minecraft Dungeons. That's cool, but I think it's only in the uh, Echoing Void DLC in that area. Uh, besides the new DLC, we are sure we are also thrilled to bring players a new free update. That is sure to spice things up for all of our dungeon diving heroes. Included in it is a hefty mix of features, such as powerful enchantments and the gauntlet of gales. Gales? Gales. I don't know. A windy new mission that puts both your fighting and puzzle-solving abilities to the test. This mission can easily be accessed through the mission map once the update has been installed. There are plenty of different ways to pick up your copy of Echoing Boyd. Learn more about our different deals, such as the Ultimate Edition or the Ultimate DLC bundle, over at the Minecraft Dungeons page. For a detailed breakthrough on the on gameplay changes and additions, check out the Echoing Void patch notes page. The end awaits. Are you ready for the task? So, if you would like to send me a an email, you can do so at red pixel9 at outlook.com or at um or you can send me a voicemail at anchor.fn slash redstone weekly slash message um if you'd like to play on my minecraft server which is under progress but technically uh you can plan it what i'm going to do is uh what the thing is unless if you want to be able to make a plan a claim you're going to have to contact me, and I will uh, give you permission to use the button on spawn. And then you can, uh, that will give you a golden shovel, and you can go and do whatever you want. I need to add these, I need to make the spawn actually at spawn and not somewhere else. Uh, and I need to, and I also need to give you all permission, and... I think there's something oh yeah there's somebody who's going to make type of me and want permission so i'm going to give him permission but if you need to be able to use if you want to be able to use the button to get yourself a golden shovel to make a claim 
which will make it to where nobody else can damage your home, even on accident, or access anything that's in there unless you give them permission. Uh, then you can contact me at redpixel9 at outlook.com. Um, if you would like to check out my other podcast, uh, The Motorcast, which is an engine podcast that I do with my brother, then you can do so at anchor.fm slash The Motorcast or wherever you get your podcast. I assume that most people listening to a Minecraft podcast wouldn't really enjoy engines, but if you know somebody that does like engines, then let them know about my podcast, about our art, our podcast. Let see if they like it. If they don't, that's totally fine. Uh, be sure to rate on Apple Podcasts and leave a good review. Uh, and I'll see y'all next time on episode nineteen. Bye.